Hello, welcome back to the Bobby Dizzle Podcast, everybody. How's everybody's week going? Got a couple of announcements before I get cracking on this video. This week's episode, I mean. I'm going to start integrating my Instagram into my content a lot more instead of just being where I display my new episodes. It's at Bobby Dizzle Podcast, and I'm going to start putting in stuff that interests me on there and stuff that leads up to that week's coming up. That week's episode is coming up. Kind of like an augmented reality game just involving me. Instead of Pokemon Go, uh, it's just my face. Gotta catch them all, and there's just one. And you can follow all my other social media and podcast archives and distributors on bobbydizzle.com. So without further ado, let's get to this week's guest, Mr. Roger Allen, longtime radio DJ. I've listened to him for about 15 years in Scottsboro. If you're from Scottsboro, you know this man. Uh, we talk about his country music, uh, not his country music career, but his country music DJ career. We talk about his career all in all, and we talk about life back home. So, without further ado, let's get to Roger Allen, um, Mr. Allen again. Uh, thanks for being on. Let's get to his interview. Thanks. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Roger Allen, that's a voice I haven't heard in a couple of years. Hey, I am everywhere, man. I'm still around. That is awesome. I was glad to hear when you agreed to it. I was like, oh, I fanboyed out. I said, because yeah, I've been, I grew up listening to you, man. I grew up listening to you too. <laughs> back in, uh, back in the Scottsboro days. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Scottsboro's a great little town, man. I'm, I miss being on the radio in there. That's why I tell people I'm on the internet now and you can listen to me in Scottsboro. You know, I didn't notice that K98 kind of dissolved as far as physically from there until, oh. you know, we started talking about this interview and I got to Google it. I'm like, man, that place is not there anymore. No, it moved to Fort Payne. Yeah, and Greg Bell started bragging he was the only uh, station in town. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What? Yeah, well, I mean, um, he, uh, he he needs to do something with it. And uh, I don't know if he's able or gonna or whatever to, you know, make that happen. But he, he should do something with it. He should go out there and uh, bring some talent in and make some money and have some fun and be able to you know do local radio not just whatever moody's in that day type you know situation he needs to be focused and really concentrate on uh being in the scottsboro forefront and uh you know do whatever to scottsboro needs a voice every town needs a voice i don't care if you're in valley head alabama scottsboro or los angeles california every city needs a voice oh yeah it was it was weird i felt kind of you know, I was kind of down in the dumps for a couple of minutes when I found out that it, was, it wasn't there anymore. Now, where are you? I'm right now. I live in Huntsville, but I'm from Scottsboro slash Pikeville. Okay. So you know about Pikeville store, best yeah, I'm, hamburger I'm, ever had. I live, uh, grew up a hundred yards from there. Best hamburger I ever had. It certainly was. I wish you, I'm wish you had one right now. Yeah. Well, if you go to KC's barbecue there at County park, it's close to the same. Yeah, a friend of mine that uh, used to work with K98 uh, is it got to deal with Jackson County Park now. Yeah, that KC's is probably the best restaurant in Jackson County right now, as far as I'm mm. concerned. Wow. Oh, I go uh, over there about once every couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, Scottsboro is a great town. Uh, I got a chance to do some great stuff there that uh, I wouldn't have got a chance to do anywhere else. And uh, I'm really glad for those X amount of years. I, I'm, and I have a home studio now that I work out of, and it's so cool to be able to be this close and still be 
you know, there. I mean, I do more in Fort Payne than I do Scottsboro, but uh, it's it's nice to be able to uh, still go into Scottsboro occasionally do something. Did you have that? Uh, did you have that studio before uh, COVID hit, or did you get it? After, no, after I've, I've 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 been on my own since two thousand eight. Oh, so that's how long you've been away from K ninety eight. Yeah, I left in. Uh, okay. My last day was January the 16th of 2008. And I went and worked for Greg Bell for four months. And he uh, decided he didn't want to pay my salary. And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, we decided we'd build a studio and become our own boss. So I'm a seasoned veteran. I make my own checks. Well, I mean, you know, the, the paychecks aren't as good as what I'm used to. But again, um, you know, I'm not starving to death. And that's that's the big thing right there is being able to uh, make a living and not starve to death and be able to enjoy everything that, um, you know, that you do. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the world. People hear me everywhere. Now, what is your, what's your station called now? I saw that on the uh, email address. Do what now? What's your station called now? I mean, you're, you're on like a internet uh, show, aren't you? Well, I do mornings for a radio station, WCKA in Jacksonville, Alabama. Okay. And, um, um, it's ally810.com and I do, uh, vo various voice work for other radio stations around the country. I also am, um, part of Sam Myers, classiccountry.com where I do a all request live classic country Saturday night show. Yeah. That's the one I was, I was seeing, seeing everywhere. Yeah. And we have a Facebook page, my classic country Saturday night with Roger Allen that you can go and like, and keep up with. And I post mm -hmm. videos and stuff up there and, uh, got, pictures and stuff of me that we post with you know various legends that we play on that show and uh you know just uh, again a lot of great stuff that we are able to make happen so you know we we do what we and it's changed uh, a lot that technology oh, it's, it's going to change even more i mean uh when i was uh doing my saturday night well when i was on the period in scottsboro uh, there was people who put up antennas and stuff like that in Huntsville. I had one lady in Coleman. Um, you know, we showed up in, um, Somerville, Georgia. We showed up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. People put up their antennas and boosters and stuff like that, just because they came to this area and heard that radio station and liked what they heard. And in the process of liking what they heard, they, um, went home and bought the booster. Well, you ain't got to do that no more. All you nope. got to do is just go on the internet now. And, uh, it's, it's right there. I mean, um, before we started the zoom call, I was uh, working with a radio station. I'm an audio engineer as well. Um, out of Dallas, Texas tonight, trying to uh, work with his, his sound. Really? So, I mean, yeah, I've, Worked all over the world, man. Um, and while I was at K98, I got a chance to work on an album that actually was up for a Grammy Award that I was a sound engineer on. So, you know. Who is that I did with? all that out here. Daryl Singletary had an album oh. in, called That's Why I Sing This Way. I was the audio engineer on that album. Rest in peace. Yep. So it's, it's a great world, man. I love it. I, You know, I can't think of any place I'd rather be than right here. I bet that's pretty awesome. You went to you went to Jack State, didn't you? Uh, I remember hearing Greg Burgess mention he knew you oh, yeah. down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did my time at Jack State and loved every minute of it. And uh, that's why I'm so glad to be back on the radio down there because it's my alma mater and uh, it's uh, it's home. It's what we do. And, and uh, 
uh, went to Gadsden state as well for a year. Didn't really get a lot out of Gadsden state, except they got my money and that's about it. But, you know, uh, Jack state, you know, I was able to go and do some stuff commercially and uh, really get my career off the ground and, uh, you know, made some money, had some fun, got an education and, you know, just again, I'm, I'm really thankful for everything. I, I cannot knock anything that, uh, has come my way. Everything has just been solid. Oh yeah. You definitely got the successful, successful side of the radio industry there. Some people don't get as lucky. I don't think. I am the image voice for a radio station in Boston, Massachusetts. What? Yep. Uh, they hear my they voice every day. Not, they definitely know you're not from there. Well, I'm, that's <laughs> why they got me. It's a country station. Oh, well, Hey, it sells. That makes and, sense. and they wanted somebody that's got, you know, the country voice, the pipes and everything else and ask if I'd be interested. And I said, sure, bring it on. So I am, you know, that voice. I never, I never considered being a possibility to be a DJ for different places. Especially, well, I guess this day and age you can, I mean, you got your board right there at your house. Oh yeah. I've got a, um, you know, most radio stations don't have as nice equipment as I've got. I've, you know, built everything here. Uh, my uh, studio is in 5.1 digital surround sound. We've got all the, the digital cables and everything we need to, you know, make everything sound really good and smooth and, um, you know, everything is where it needs to be. So, you know, I live out in the country here, just me and my wife and the animals. And, um, uh, you know, every morning I'm able to go to work without the commute. I was going to, what kind, what kind of internet they got up there on the, uh, on the mountain? We got fiber. Oh, see, it's not have, fair. We didn't have that kind of internet when I lived in Jackson County. I have gig internet speed. Oh man. That's what I got here. But I so, you know, yeah, I mean, we've got uh, farmers is, uh, my, uh, internet provider and farmers telephone has got some of the greatest deals. Um, I have a article that they did on me. That's uh, part of their magazine called Connect. That's on their website. If you go look it up on online, you can read the whole article on me. You can see the pictures. Uh, there's everything right there, all about me and everything that there is to know. That's Except awesome. what I had for breakfast this morning. I'm sure you can post that on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. but I, uh, I, I mean, you know, had coffee in a cereal bar. So there you go. You can go down pretty soon. Go down the road and get you some Mennonite butter. Yeah, that, that's that's a possibility. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. You know, I mean. So how, how long were you at K98? Well, I'm trying to think back. I remember like, what, 1994, 93? Okay, I started at K98 on January 21st, 1992, and left on January 16th, 2008. Um, I was, was going to be a budget cut. And I had never been fired before in my life, so I, I did not want to be fired on my record. So, that is, you know, yeah, uh, I was going to be a budget cut, and uh, I chose to not be a budget cut because, as you know, resume means everything. Mm -hmm. You don't want that gap either. No, I don't. Do not want that gap. So, um, went across town. I, I was off the air for two weeks. I took a two weeks vacation, and um, did nothing for two weeks except sit around and watch TV and and uh enjoy winter that's kind of a shame you're like the the voice of that station well pretty much you know um it has been talked about bringing me back no but nobody has put any money on the table 
Well, you got to have money on the table. I'm, I work in government contracting, so I pretty much have like a parallel universe to your to your kind of employment there. Hey, get me a job with the government. I'd like to have. I'd like to work with you guys. You want one? I I went to a. I was a broadcast major down in Alabama, and I got a job with the government. So it's not uh, not out of the scope of possibility. I was a television production major. Yeah, get me in with the government. I, I'd like to have a little built in. You know, that'd be nice to be able to have a little extra cushion here. You want that gold watch? Yes. At the, at the end of the at the end of the career. And the retirement. Yeah, they they have that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a right contractor, now. so I don't have any of that. So. Well, contracting, I mean, that's, that's, you know, a lot of my stuff is contracting. Yep. You don't have nothing except just, uh, you know, whatever's there. Cause I was going to say, we run kind of a parallel, parallel race as far as that goes. Yeah, you do. Uh, you know, you're constantly out there pushing your product and pushing you and what you can do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's constantly a deal of, well, I can do this for you. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. So, you know, it, <laughs> it's, 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 it's. Right. It's, it's one of those trade deals that, that, you, you know, you have to, to, to make happen. Hang on, I was going to tell you, we, uh, we have talked before a couple of times. You obviously wouldn't recognize me, but, uh, I worked at the, uh, at Kmart for like three, okay. three years in electronics. And after the David Allen co concert back in the day, that was kind of a flop, you know, Oh yeah, at the high school. Yeah, we talked several times about that concert. You said that sound bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll never you know, I got it. I got screwed in that deal because uh I was supposed to have uh, gone into that concert, emceed him, and left because I was working at a club. So I lost money by him being late. Yeah, that's right. He was like an hour and a half late. He got stuck in Fort Payne. I forgot about he, that. His well, what happened was his motorhome. The air conditioner went out in it and he got stuck trying to get it fixed or whatever. And he didn't even make sound check. Mm -mm. I mean, there was no sound check, no nothing. When he walked out off, he didn't dress in his clothes or anything. And he was mad at the world and just absolutely Mr. Unfriendly that day. And, uh, I mean, I lost money at my club gig because he was late and I did not stay because of the fact that you know, I was on the clock and was, you know, that's, that's money that's coming out of my pocket. So I, I ran back to the club as quick as I could and jumped back into the DJ booth and continued on my little deal. And, um, I think there was some hurt feelings there that night, but you know, that I was doing the David Allen co thing for the radio station. There was no money and, you know, hitting my hands that day. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty, pretty rough concert there. I was like on the fourth row and I was like, man, this guy's, guy's not giving his best no i and i did a show with david allen co at the barn in 1992 when it was still in scottsboro and it was one of the best performances i've ever been at i mean david allen co i have been to many concerts of his and uh but it was obvious that night in uh, 2002 he did not want to be there he was he was angry oh he was very angry and i knew it when he walked on stage because he knew who I was and he was not friendly at all to me whatsoever. And I said, fine. He was, uh, it sounded, the sound was terrible that day. Well, that's the auditorium anyway. So it wasn't going to be, but yeah, but I remember, yeah, I remember, you know, I think about it from Kmart. I, I bought my share of music at Kmart. In oh, yeah, I, would, I remember talking to you whenever you'd come through and, uh, especially after that day. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. 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 Before that, I, I was sitting up there at, uh, I was probably about God, maybe 12 years old, 12 or 13. And I was sitting in the parking lot at parks Avenue. My mom went into the meat market or the drugs or the drugstore that used to be there. And I called you on her cell phone, which is probably about as big as a daggum box of shotgun shells. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked to hear Hank Williams Jr. And you asked me if I was from Sand Mountain. I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget that. I didn't get the you joke. Know, at the, I didn't get the joke at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, back then, Hank Jr. on Sand Mountain was a big deal. You yep. know, you could hear uh, Hank Jr. Uh, was just so common. On, you know, so naturally, that's, that's you know, that, that was a big deal for Hank Jr. on Saturday, Friday, Saturday nights and uh, you know, Hank Jr.'s greatest hits cassette. It was a big deal back then. So, oh yeah, you know, it was. It was a Friday night. So, and uh, I had to get the phone book out, the old Scottsboro Yellow Pages. Oh yeah, <laughs> look up radio station. Oh yeah, God, man, you you're making me feel old here. No, I was probably uh, in junior high when that happened. You yeah, played, um, played this ain't Dallas. Yeah, I've been on the air since June 9th, nineteen eighty one. And, uh, there's a lot of people who, uh, whose kids I've raised, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know, you, you, you tell them that and they go really, but, uh, yeah, I've raised a lot of people's kids and, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's been fun. And, you know, if it ended, uh, tomorrow, I'd say, well, okay, here we go. Nope. No problem. It'll be, that'll be, uh, that'll be it. Check please. That's, yep. Um, you know, open the door. I'm out of here. I know, I know that feeling all too well some days. But you're doing podcasting. I mean, you know, you're you're right here on the cutting edge, man. Cutting, yep, I'm trying to crack uh, this, in. This is, you know, there's a million people doing podcasts, but if you can go out there and find that niche and, uh, uh, you know, get get their approval and get them to like what you're doing, you're in. Yeah, or just, or just break past the first little year and a half barrier of keeping regular. That's what they that's the, seems to be the key. I've, all the books and stuff I've read about it. It is. Um, we have talked about doing a podcast with several different ventures that I work at, but man, I just don't have the time to sit down and edit this stuff because, uh, I'm constantly, um, working, doing something somewhere. I couldn't imagine having to edit the podcast because I just kind of did the conversation kind of thing. I just put it on there and then hit send, but some people go through and get a little pretty meticulous. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't need to say any of the seven dirty words you, that you, you can't say on the radio. Well, you can do whatever you want. You can be George Carlin. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I don't think so, man. I got a reputation to keep I was going to say, I don't think that's you, but you can do whatever you want. No, nah, I've got to keep my reputation. I don't need to, uh, to, um, you know, don't, don't want to do that. That, that would ruin me. Um, that's like, you know, I still book some gigs on the side for weddings and parties and, and, uh, different things that we play around the you know country and, uh, they, uh, one of the things I tell them is I don't play no rap. I don't play no crap because I got a reputation to keep up. <laughs> I'll tell you the funniest thing I ever heard you say was, uh, this is, this is going to blow your mind. Ken Mellon's concert. Yep. You walked out and said, it's the prettiest crowd you ever did see. <laughs> oh yeah. I went and sang with Ken that night on stage. Oh yeah. Uh, man, I, I forget about that. He's never had, he hadn't had anything since. No, I, I'm probably the reason that happened. <laughs> He's up there in Hermitage, Tennessee. Now I looked him up. I was like, what's old Ken Mellon's doing? I figured he'd be dead. 
No, Ken Mellons is still touring. And uh, matter of fact, uh, he's doing some shows around and uh, still trying. He tried some bluegrass stuff for a while and that didn't float. So I think he's trying to do whatever he can to keep the bills paid like a lot of us. And, uh, yep. you know, Ken's just Ken's Ken. And um, Ken's a nice guy. And uh, I've done my share of stuff with him. And um, but that that night, you know, walked out on stage and saying, you know, that was one of those deals where, uh, you know, I was in, you know, decent voice. I had, uh, in the early two thousands, I had a, a hernia worked on in the process. They found I had lost 90% of my throat lining from acid reflux. So I had to get what they call an esophagus wrap to, uh, get all that fixed. And I lost a lot of my voice and, uh, was kind of partial voice for a while. Everything healed up. That's not, it's kind of your bread and butter. You kind of want that. It is. It is. So, you know, I had to kind of fake it with it, uh, everything, but I got to where I couldn't do a board shift without being, you know, having laryngitis at the end and went to the doctor and, uh, um, you know, I knew I had acid reflux and knew I had some problems and they opened me up and was, had me on the table right there and, and told my wife that, uh, he, you know, we're going to do an esophagus wrap or he's going to lose the rest of his voice. So that was in 2002. And, uh, up to that point I had done karaoke. I had done a little bit of everything. And, uh, a lot of that just stopped. So you, you, you know, like, uh, gymnastics and our gymnasts and everything, speaking of topical, uh, did you have uh, insurance on your voice? No. Oh, so you just, you would have been, it would have been done then. It'd been done. I'd been, I would have been uh, bagging groceries somewhere. Been down there at Lucky's. Yeah. Or but actually, I think it's called cash savers now, but oh, I, yeah. I would have been, <laughs> been been doing something because, uh, again, um, you know, your voice is everything that you've got. So, you know, the good Lord was, uh, riding with me and there was enough there to save. So, you know, here I am, um, you know, almost 20 years to getting that done and, um, I'm still doing it. They obviously did a good job because you don't sound any different. You know, it, it's, uh, I still miss the, uh, wanting to get up and sing karaoke and, oh, do, yeah. this and do that and, and, you know, little things like that, but, uh, because I've got perfect pitch and I had a music scholarship to Jack state and, uh, I'd let all that go to, um, you know, do radio because I got burned out on playing music, but, and, uh, I, I guess I would have been sick if, um, uh, I you know, lost all that and, you know, trying to do music and everything that would have really not. So radio kind of saved my life, I guess you'd say. So you had a music scholarship. Where'd you go to high school? I went to school in Talladega and, hmm. um, and, and I, I mean, I play everything. I've got perfect pitch, everything. I'm, and, um, I played first chair trumpet from fourth grade to the day I graduated high school. Really? I played trumpet yeah. Scottsboro. Yeah. You, you have Betty Bates. Yep. Yeah. Went to, went to college with Betty Bates. I know her, uh, great band director. She was the call her the bear Brian of band director. She was the oh best she band. yeah Betty Bates is it man when it comes to um, Scottsboro would have been so lost had there not been a Betty Bates. I kind of want to have her on here, but I'm scared to death of her. Don't be scared to death. She'll I'm, do it. I'm hoping she's not listening because she'll come to me. But she's scared the scariest person I've ever met. Never been more no, scared of one it. person. She'll do it and do a good job. Oh, I'm sure. Um. You know, you'll like it. I mean, you know, um, again, she, she was one of those that got a great education and, uh, really did well and was able to, you know, go in here and make a name for herself. And 
uh, like you said, she's the bear bride of um, high school band. Oh yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in, um, going to college, college, go to high school under any other band director. But, but yeah, I played uh, in jazz bands. I did everything. Um, I, I knew, um, I did, you know, but but when I graduated, I had already decided because I'd been in radio for two or three years, and uh, that was it. No more. You, were you down there at the Jacks, J-A-X? Uh, uh, Jack State, Jacksonville yeah. State University. Didn't that, I mean the radio station there, wasn't it? Is, aren't they Jacks? W-L-J-S. Yeah, that's right. It's something. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I'm secondhand information because I listen to Rick and Bubba and they're the ones that talk about that one all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met, uh, you know, Rick and Bubba in, in college and mm -hmm. they used to have me on their show lately, but they don't do that much anymore for some reason. I don't know if that's because... Uh, I, I don't know, but, um, guys, I would come on your show. Yeah. I mean, I had the, uh, the Gary, uh, Gary vines from their show on here. Well, you call Gary and tell him to call me. I'd love to, I'd love to do the Rick and Bubba show. Yeah. I mean, maybe I can tag him in a tag him in a post. Yeah. I mean, uh, when they came to Scottsboro, I'm the reason they, you know, joined one Oh one, one Oh one seven in 1999. I went down and, uh, you know, did all the deals, did everything. And I, I'm the reason they came to Scottsboro. They're still there. The they are still there. Uh, what? 22 years later. Mm -hmm. I know you can't so, see it, but over, over my shoulder, I got an autographed picture of them from uh 1997 when they came and played the band boosters or 96. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have my video turned on here. Um oh, that's fine. But uh in Rick and Bubba, um, you know, I, again I knew uh Bubba before I knew Rick, but you know, went to college with both of them and um had some great moments. Yeah, he was the engineer. Great radio. He? Yeah, he sure was at the Jack State Station. And uh Bubba, I'm sorry, Rick was, you know, on the air and one day they just magically decided after all those years of going to classes together to make some radio happen. Why didn't they bring me? I don't know. I don't know. They, they talk about you every so often. I know. Tell, tell them to call me. Tell them to call me. I, I, I would come on their show. Cause I was listening to one day and they were talking about y'all going in a van ride somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, he said, Greg said, Roger Allen, the blind DJ. I'm like, they can't be too Roger. That has to be the same one. I looked it up. So oh, sure yeah. enough. Yep. Sure. Sure enough. I mean, um, all those guys are phenomenal and, uh, I can't say anything bad except mm. again, guys call me. I'll do your show. Y'all have to, I have to email, uh, have to email Rick this, this link say Roger Allen needs, needs, uh, need to call him back. Now he's getting a little tired of the voicemail straight to voicemail. Yeah. Well, I'm the busy signals. Yeah. Hitting the F you button. <laughs> No one likes that. Like, what are you doing? Oh no, no. That old red button on the side there. Well, uh, again, getting you know, everybody messages now. I don't, I don't, I don't like messages because uh, I mean, I've sat here while we're doing the podcast, and I've got a couple of people I've got to call back on hmm. a couple of deals, and that's great and all, but hey, just pick up the freaking phone and call me. Let me hear a human voice. I'm bad. I'm bad about the text message thing myself. I hate text messages. Yeah, what, what, uh, what, I guess you have to do the speech to talk, which is, um, that's a, that's a whole nother. That's not that bad, man. I, I mean, you know, um, you know, I guess we don't I mean, know no different. No, I mean, I, I type 80, 85 words a minute mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, had a, when I, uh, 
was out of work for a while on radio. I was going to get into office work and found out that I was overqualified. Now, how about that? <laughs> Being overqualified to work in an office. It's a, uh, it's a thing. I bet, I bet you wouldn't be now just because nobody wants to work. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, no, you no, you can't even get a hamburger at McDonald's because nobody yeah. wants to work. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's sad that, uh, we have a situation that we're in with, uh, the, you know, kids and first one thing or another, just not caring. It, it's, it's just, it's not right. It's uh it doesn't feel natural to me. It's like, how can you not want to do something? Get that, get a uh, guilt feeling and like, man, how can you just not want to work at least to start off? I know. I mean, I was working since I was 16, man. And, uh, back when minimum wage was three thirty-five an hour and I was happy to get that three thirty-five. Oh yeah. Started at Kmart. I think at five, five twenty-five. Man, you know, I'd love to have had five twenty-five at Kmart. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, man, I used to love Kmart. Kmart was a great place to shop. Yeah. You were there all the time. I remember seeing you and your wife there, uh, come through my line when I worked on the register. Oh yeah. And, um, there was a man that worked in electronics too, an old guy. I think he passed away. Oh, Frank. Yes. Yeah. He was a, he was cool. Man, he was cool as I mean, you know. He did if, pass away though. He he knew where everything was, so I mean, I didn't have to worry. And the good thing was, Kmart's music selection was better than Walmart. So yeah. if I needed something hard to find, that's that's where I went was Kmart. Kmart did have a better music. I'll have to admit that. And they even had the explicit the stuff that was not just radio edited, so you could find a little bit better copies of everything. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't care about that as much no, as the fact that no. being able to find, you know, those hard to, because, uh, again, I was doing a lot of DJ stuff. So, you know, you didn't have the option of going to iTunes and downloading a certain song for 99 cents or anything. You know, you actually had to go and spend your hard earned dollars to buy a physical CD copy of it. So uh, unless you knew somebody had a copy that you could, you know, put it on cassette from, but, uh, you know, you are right then, there. I mean, you know, there was no Amazon. There was no, you know, if you ordered a CD on online or even through any of the uh, over the phone type stuff, you know, you're talking four to six weeks. So I remember they were um, the only place that ever had the, uh, the back catalog of any country singers that besides like the newer ones. Yeah. Like you, you could find those David Allen Coe lay with me in a field of stone albums and the best super hits and, uh, that they had. Oh yeah. You could find all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it was real nice to, to, you know, do, uh, when I came to K 98 in 92, they didn't have any David Allen Cole, uh, except just 45s and stuff like that. And, uh, he was coming to the barn and we had to come up with some stuff. So, you know, there was a little cases like that where Kmart really came in handy and we need Kmart now because, um, we just don't shop at Walmart, man. To be honest with you, we shop Amazon or, or, you know, whatever, because, uh, especially music Kmart don't go for guys like me. That's been in the business 40 plus years and, uh, looking for, you know, some rare, hard to find gym, you know, that they go for these people that, you know, like Justin Beaver and all the new people and stuff like that, you know, that, um, and I remember, you know, Kmart and you know, that the thing that really got me to Kmart back in the day was you could even go in there and buy Hank Williams stuff and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, older rock and roll stuff from it, you know, uh, the big bopper and Jerry Lee Lewis and people like that. So Kmart had a much wider selection of that stuff. I think that's where I bought the Luke, the drifter CD. 
That's they had that. They, they kept yeah. that thing in stock regularly. You can't find that. You know the man. The God, I can't even think of the. Those are the saddest songs ever. The one about the we're still living and everything's okay. Oh yeah. 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 Come to my house. We'll find a plant for anybody who hadn't heard it. Just um, make an appointment and come by, and we'll sit and listen to it because oh, that's yeah. some sad stuff, man. Oh, I still got it, man. Well, I, can't even think, I can't even think of none of those songs. Come on. Uh, I have everything he's ever done. And if you've never been to the Hank Williams Museum in Montgomery, you got to go. I have. Uh, go by the graveyard on I-65, too. Before they stole the, the hat off of it. <laughs> uh, oh, the grave? Yeah. Did they do that? Somebody stole the hat. Oh, man, how sad. Uh, about 10 years ago, Bocephus had an award out for it. Okay, when I went in 2015, I think it was there. Well, they, they put it back. I think they found it. You're getting text. Oh, am I? Yeah. My friends in Universal sending me the picture of all Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Send me the Harry Potter uh, pictures of the rides. Mm. Mm. I thought, wow. But... Uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, I was going to ask you what the, uh, you're meeting the country music singers. What's your favorite stories about that? If you got a good one. Oh like. man, I've got a blue million. I've got a blue million. I've hung out with Merle. I saw him eight times in concert and hung out with him three and talked to him just like me and you. I've hung out with George Jones. I've hung, hung out with Vern Gosden. I, uh, have hung out with, uh, countless over the years, just, uh, uh, I keep saying I'm going to write a book one of these days and put all those stories in that book. And I've been saying that for about 30 years and it ain't happened yet. Um, I've stood in the circle on the Grand Ole Opry stage. Hmm. Uh, I've, you know, um, just man, story after story. And I guess one of these days, I guess I need to go ahead and find somebody to help me write that book and get at least that two or three people to buy a copy of it. Probably all it would, would buy it. But, um, you know, there's so many great stories, man. You know, there's just so many great stories, um, you know, from uh, all the different radio stations I've worked at over the years. Just, you know, people, uh, artists come by and uh, just there's way to, I we would have to spend numerous hours just on stories. You calling a part uh, two? I'm calling a part. I'm hearing a part two. I mean, I've interviewed Johnny Paycheck. I mean, you know, I mean, I've got so many people I have interviewed. Um over the years that just, you know, really, um, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know you were on the Grand Ole Opry at one time. What happened there? Uh, I, I actually was not on the Grand Ole Opry. Well, I mean, I was like still on, the, the on the stage in the circle. I, I just had, had a lot of connections and stuff like that at, at the Grand Ole Opry that, um, I was backstage numerous times and stuff. And I said, man, I'd like to stand on that circle just once. Yeah. I said, come on. Oh, okay. So, so, just so go I went it. out and, yeah, I went out and stood and, you know, for a second and walked off of it, you know, and, um, this was during the time Brad Paisley was becoming a, a superstar in the late 1990s when I was, um, really burning up the Nashville scene with him and Vince Gill and people like that, you know, just, uh, so, um, you know, a lot, just right place, right time, I guess you'd say type okay, situations. I, I didn't know if you got invited up one Saturday night or what. Man, I've been invited to the Opry so much. It, it'd scare you. I mean, they, you know, at one time they knew who I was. I just went to the back door and went in. See, that's, 
that's like that's like legendary status there i didn't know it was, and, i didn't know it was that substantial oh yeah man i was you know in with uh and a lot of the legends and stuff that i ran with back in the day and hung out with backstage have passed on now so that whole thing has changed and i have not been to the grand Ole opry probably since 2014 2015 because all my friends are gone it's a I really don't know anybody there much anymore. Yeah, they moved it, moved it over by the Bass Pro Shop now. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's in the same place, but uh, yeah, just all my friends that I ran with at the Opry are gone. That you know, they went to that big stage in the sky. Oh yeah, they're they're they've been dropping like flies lately too. So, especially the ZZ Top today. Oh yeah, and that still shocked me because it was just a few weeks ago. I watched that documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. so you know um but um um you know we it's it's i've had fun it's it's been fun and and and, and uh i i can't think of anything um you know to say except it's been fun i mean you know uh i still want to go back and uh do some stuff in nashville we're working on me taking my uh, internet radio show and actually broadcasting from there, but that's, that's down the road. And we hadn't, hadn't gotten, you know, the, the okays from the, the money up there yet to do that. But that's, you know, one of those things where, uh, if it happens, okay. That'd be fun to get back up there. We're heading up there Saturday morning and going to see Garth. Oh man. I can tell you Garth stories. Oh man. I could, I met Garth when there was only 50 people in the room at a concert he did in 1989 at the Ooh. Alabama show palace in Anderson when his first album came out. Nobody knew who he was. He could not, he couldn't give away music there for a while. And, uh, he did a show and there was including the staff at the rest, uh, club there, 50 people probably just saw him two years later and reminded him that he knew who I was by name and everything. And when he came to Birmingham in 1996, he sent me a personal invitation to the press conference and made sure I had second row tickets the next night. So he's the nicest guy. He's the nice of a guy as he portrays. Yes, he is. He's the real deal. Always. We always wondered that when he got kind of blew up, if it, he let it go to his head, but he seems like he's still keeping it real. No, Garth does a lot of work to help people that people don't know about. Garth, uh, he's not one of these guys that, you know, has the money and everything like that, and it sits in a bank somewhere. Um, he spends a lot of time to try to make life, you know, people's lives better because, you know, growing up, he didn't have all the bells and whistles, of course, that, you know, he's, so he, he tries to get, or, you know, back as much as he can to people. So um, you're going to get a, a, a pretty decent show this weekend if you go up and check him out on saturday i'm kind of excited about it i haven't been to a live concert obviously since uh 2019 yeah i don't know if you'll see him swinging around on stage and uh, doing all them crazy robotics that he he you know used to do but i think you don't do that a great show I, well i don't know um <laughs> i've been you know to a garth show in years but uh i know he'll do all the hits he'll do everything that you want and then some and uh um you ought to be entertained I hope so. I think Trish is going to be there too. From what she is, what I hear, my wife bought the ticket and said we're going. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go see Gar. Yeah, she paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a ticket, probably. Yeah, I mean we're mortgaging the house. It's not a big deal. <laughs> no, those concerts uh, tickets are well, concert tickets to me, period, have gone way out of sight mm-hmm. and should not be. 
Well, we generally go see uh, Kenny Chesney and Eric Church every year. Yeah. And that's like our tradition, our week, our weekend away, but didn't get to last year. So we're kind of lumping it all in. Any, anybody that comes near is getting us like, we're like the, we're like the ugly girl closing time right now. Concert. There you go. There you go. Um, like somebody sang. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not doing any concerts, man. No, you know, don't know of anything that just really jumps out at me because I've done them all. I know everybody. Uh, no Kenny Chesney. I know um, I, I have never met Eric Church, but God, I played his music back when he was a nobody and you mm-hmm. know, kind of helped him out to get on the radio around here and all that stuff like back that. When he had a mullet. Yes. And I would love to hang out with Eric church, but you know, he's one of the very few I probably would go and see and very much enjoy, but, uh, ah, man, you know, concerts, not just something I don't do these days. No, his uh, Eric church is a backup singer, not backup singer, but, uh, Joanna cotton, she could have her own career. Oh yeah. I think. Well, that's, well, that's why Eric church has got her because everybody in his band is good enough to be on their own. Um, he's like the all-star dude, you know, and she had, she pretty much put up on her own little sideshow. We went to see him up there at the Titan stadium. Oh yeah. Titan stadium. And you got a great place for the acoustics too. Yeah. That's, that's where we always go see Kenny. Yeah. He's always up there. Yeah. I, I played, uh, Kenny's music back before he got signed, uh, way back when 10 man and all that stuff was out mm-hmm. back when he ain't had nothing to drink. Yep. Back in those yep. days. Yep. Him and when he had a mullet before he was bald. Yeah. All these mullet, all the mullet years. This one. Call, mm-hmm. call them the call them the uh the Roger Allen mullet years. Yeah. One of these days I'm afraid I'm gonna wake up that way, but so far so good. No yeah, you seem, to be, you seem to be holding on to it. Yeah, well, just good shampoo. Good shampoo, you know, use the axe stuff and you know it'll save your hair. <laughs> use the nair. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start to wrap it up, but you, you reminded me a while ago and I appreciate you being on, by the way, it was a shocker. You no were one problem. of them. We'll do this. We'll do this again. You were one of the back of the napkin guys. And I was forming this podcast and I was like, if I could just get like Roger Allen and Greg Bell and maybe Ron Livengood, you know, the, the big three, but you reminded me a while ago when you're talking about Rick and Bubba and I hadn't thought about it, but did you know Vic Henley when you were in Jack state? I know the name, but I don't know. I don't think I know well, that name. I mean, I know the name, but I don't think I ever met him. You know, he's, he's a comedian. Yeah. We were in 2007 before me and my wife got married, we went on a vacation to Atlanta and we were sitting at the hotel bar drinking before we went to bed. No, and this dude, uh, started hollering war Eagle at me and I had my Bama hat on. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and and i look over and, and this guy's just talking all kinds of smack to me and i walked over i'm like i know this dude i know him like i, I feel like i was related to him i couldn't recognize him and he introduced himself like, oh yeah you're the guy with the uh the clan hood bit he goes yeah man i said he, and he started telling me <laughs> how he knew rick and bubba and put everybody put everybody behind the microphone together so i just wondering when you said you said you knew them and that at that yeah. level, if you met Vic Henley or not, because I know it was around no. that same time period. Yeah, no, I didn't didn't know him, but he probably knew who I was. <laughs> you ever heard you ever heard his comedy? Uh, no, it's pretty. Funny. I just know the name. I'll have to YouTube that and check him out. I asked him to be on here, but I don't know uh, how old the email address I found was, or you know, they'll put stuff on the internet and it's there forever, so you don't know know how long um, it's there. But you know, with the uh, 
um, way that Zoom works and everything now, you know, you can put multiple people on. I mean, you know, um, I, you know, just, you, you know, you might get a radio reunion or something together with all the Scottsboro jocks that, you know, one day that, that'd be kind of cool. Now, do you remember, uh, John War from Scottsboro? I, uh, I, I asked him, I asked him to be on a couple of years ago. I haven't reached out and followed up yet, but I'd like to do one with him as well. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, Scottsboro is a great city, man. And I'm, I'm really glad for the years that I spent doing radio in that town and all the people that, uh, I worked with. Um, I, I cannot say enough good things about my years in Scottsboro. I mean, um, you know, thanks to Scottsboro. I have my wife, Judy, that, you know, we've been together since 2000. So, you know, okay. So that's, that's been Scottsboro, to, that wouldn't have been her. Yeah. That's who you came to Kmart with then. Probably yep. had to, it had to be. That's when I started working there. So, you know, um, again, just, uh, I cannot say enough great things about Scottsboro. Great people, great, everything, uh, unclaimed baggage has changed. You can't get a bargain there anymore, but you know, no, nope, not since eBay came along. That's uh, nope. they've, uh, they know what they're worth. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but again, um, Scottsboro, great town. And, uh, you, you know, Anytime I get to go and play a gig in Scottsboro, I'm even happier because I usually see somebody know. Uh, as a matter of fact, went to Tractor Supply Saturday and was in checkout, and one of the guys uh, whose wife used to work with me recognized me and said hello and everything. We talked for a second, and the checkout girl that was doing our checking out, she said, I knew, I knew who you were, but I could not remember your name. <laughs> and Judy said, I can't take him anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about the truth. There's there's so, another another Roger Allen on Skyline that does a lot of historical research, and I get I get you too confused. Well, you know, I don't. I've never met this guy. I don't think. <laughs> um, but you know, there's been times that I've gotten called. Uh, you know, been people looking for him, and he, uh, you know, used to call the radio station and tell people, you know, me at. So-and-so is looking for me, you know, pass a phone number to the receptionist and I'd have to call him back on a booking and stuff. So I think our paths have crossed. We've just never sat down and talked to each other. <laughs> yeah. He's, I want to get him on there because he's got all these pictures of the old schools and stuff out there, but I don't know if it's going to be as uh, easy as someone that's already got the equipment ready to go. I knew, I knew you already had a setup. It wouldn't be a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here with air conditioner turned on and everything and uh, always quiet and peaceful. It's about 105 degrees outside. It's about 75 in here. A little warmer than what I want it to be, but considering how warm it is outside, I'll take it. You know, it was straight up 105 in the truck when I left the gym a while ago. I was like, oh my lord, this is terrible. Yeah, it's a friend of mine is in Dallas and they're about 110, and that heat index I'm sure is even higher. He said his air conditioner was wide open. He was sweating, so um, he said, you know, couldn't tell it really cold air or anything. So they like the they like the red line there utilities out there in texas don't they good lord well it gets so hot mm -hmm. so you know they have to do whatever they they need to do to stay cool may may move out there pretty soon it's worse mm. around here like everybody oh, yeah. in california i ain't moving to california you can have california you knew i said like everybody from california is moving to texas right i can see why i'd get out of california too mm -hmm. well so yeah. all right well i appreciate you being on i'll let you go it's been 
it's been 45 minutes been a good good conversation it has and we'll do a part two call me uh, get in touch with me Uh, you know we'll do a we'll do a second part and we'll pick up from where we left off and anything that maybe somebody missed on the first one we can go back over the second if we need to um i had a blast anytime i get to you know get out here and be a part of uh anything like this is this is great because um uh, you know, of course, as you know, when you're in, in a public eye like this, any publicity, as long as it's good publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you keep your private life, any skeletons, anything like that, that you've got private, everybody's good with it. Oh yeah. Well, was it, and I have I, no skeletons. Nope. None. I don't. Nope. nope. All right. Yeah, All right. Hey, you have a great one at roll tide. Yeah. Roll tide. We'll see you next time. Okay, man. Thank you. See ya. Thank you.